1: Hello everybody, welcome to another edition of the WTF1 podcast and welcome to Hot Takes Wednesday, the show with hot takes and not much else, but it makes for a good time anyway. I'm your host, Dre Harrison, and with me again is Kieran Oakes. Good to see you, Kieran. How you doing?
2: Hello, I'm doing very badly. I'm riddled with COVID. I broke my MacBook today and I've done my lower back end. So yeah, it's a pleasure to be here. (laughs) (laughs)
1: i I love that despite all of this kieran insisted he was going to come on because he thought a potentially grumpy kieran could make the show more interesting
2: yeah i I just woke up in the middle of the night sweating you know that you know when you wake up sweating but you're also freezing cold Mm. i had that moment and i looked up at the ceiling and the darkness subsided into a bright shiny light (laughs) a figure beamed down and said to me kieran you must do hot takes wednesday and i said i will so i did And I have.
1: For a man who's claiming he's grumpy, that was actually quite optimistic for you, I must say. Um, Shut up. (laughs) Okay, maybe not. (laughs) (laughs) One could certainly try. So, for those who are new to us, um, every podcast is somebody's first, as I always say. On Octakes Wednesday, we will be taking tweets and opinions from 10 of the hottest takes we've been sent in via twitter at wtf1 official check it out on mondays if you want to send in your hot takes they may just end up on the show so send them in on mondays um for us and we will see them in this chat in real time as we record this podcast I mean, we will react to them and then we'll agree on a scale of one to five one being that we strongly disagree with the take in question and five meaning that we strongly agree with the take so we will see just how hot your takes truly are so kieran are you ready for another edition of hot takes wednesday
2: as as i said to division last night you can keep me away from many things and like but not hot takes wednesday let's get going
1: let's get going and uh, i'll I'll let let you know now in advance there's a bit of a world championship sort of flavor have you been reading the the hot takes well, I had to put him in the streamlabs so tray. Yeah, you know, I, you know, I had to watch a little bit of them, but you, you'll see a you'll see a theme. Uh, trust okay. me on this one. Yeah, you'll you'll see what I'm going, and you'll especially see why with hot take number one, and we're, we're going straight for the jugular here. Hot take number one: George Russell will win the 2023 World Championship, and that's from Aimrod. Uh, hi, Aimrod, good to see you. George Russell will win the 2023 World Championship straight in for the jugular care. And what do you reckon? Uh, no,
2: um, I, I, I think he'll be very impressive. I think he'll have a good season. Um, as I've said before, in previous hot takes episodes, I think Mercedes potentially heading for a constructors this year, which I know is potentially a controversial viewpoint, but I can see it happening. Um, but my one issue with that not translating into a driver's win is I think if there's a competitive Merck, Lewis and uh, George will take points off each other I'm not necessarily saying they'll end up in multiple incidents or end in each other's races, but I just think they'll be back and forth and that will do them less good overall. So if the question was, can I see him finishing second? Yeah, I kind of can. I I can see that as a possibility. I'm not saying that's what I think will happen. But if if you said to me at the end of the year, George Russell is going to finish second, I wouldn't be that surprised. I think he's had a very good run in this year. And as I've said before, I think he is, he needs more refining, but he will be a top, top driver. But it, every any, anything that comes down to winning titles at the moment is just down to me of Max Verstappen is unbeatable. In a Red Bull, Max Verstappen is unbeatable at the moment. And I would like to be proven wrong. I would like to have 10 races into the season and George is ahead in the championship because it would mean something is going right elsewhere and it's going to be exciting. But do I genuinely think that's going to happen? No, it's wishful thinking. So... No, I, I I don't agree with that at all.
1: Um, yeah, I'm kind of in the same camp on this one. I mean, you would need three big things to happen. You would need the downfall of Red Bull. You know, maybe the wind tunnel loss from 2022 going into this season will hurt will hurt them. But I don't think that will happen till at least next season. I think Ferrari would have to continue to make a cornucopia of mistakes. And who knows, with Fred Vassar now at the helm, they might be able to iron out some of those issues. I'm cautiously optimistic on Ferrari, but they've still got problems. Ferrari's issues would probably need to continue. And there's the small, unimportant matter of beating Lewis Hamilton. The, like those are, That is a three-headed monster of things you would probably all have to happen for Russell to have a realistic chance of winning this championship. You might see one or two of those things happen. All three is, I think, is very unlikely. It would be incredibly
2: Um, impressive if it did. One of the most incredible wins.
1: Yeah, like, shout out to Sanitary Charles in the chat that that had that three-headed monster because I think he's absolutely spot on. I think that's a very good way of framing it um, because I think you would need all three of those things to happen in order for George to realistically challenge for the title. He had a very good first season at Mercedes that was about as as much as anybody could have I think realistically asked of him like I said beat Hamilton yes there was mitigation regarding Hamilton's season and how much he had to give up um, at the the top of the year but Russell at the bare minimum more than than did his part Um, so I think he could easily be championship material one day just not yet so I would say hmm I would say maybe a two on this one. I can't say strongly disagree because I think Russell is good and I think he'll only get better um, as time goes on. He's still very young. I think he's only, what, 24 years old. He's got plenty of time to develop as a driver as well still. But I don't think it's this year. I think it's going to be a two or three years down the road maybe. What do you reckon, Kieran?
2: I think a two as well because he is one of the three drivers that I would – even consider odds for of winning in 2023. Uh, um so I can't I can't go fully disagree, but I'll go with the two as well.
1: Yeah, two. I think that's a pretty I think that's a pretty fresh out. I saw a lot of ones and twos in the chat there. So I think we're roughly in the same sort of ballpark on this one. Probably just a bit too soon for us to be talking about George as a title contender just yet. So but it
2: would it would be one of the all-time great surprise wins. If he, if he managed it, like you say, with that three-headed beast. Mm. That would be unbelievable if he managed it.
1: Yeah. Also, I love the fact that I have to say publicly on air, shout out to sanitary towels in the chat. <laughs> As you do. It's it's a they're wonderful important. world. Very important. Yeah, absolutely. And it it's it's a wonderful world on Twitch, I have to say. Right. Hot take number two. It's from uh, backhandduck Backhand Duck45 on Twitter. Shout out to Backhand Duck. I love these usernames already, they're great. Um, the take reads: like last year. Norris will be the only driver away from the top six to score a podium. So like last year, Lando Norris will be the only driver away from the top six to score a podium. And yes, that is, we can clarify that yes, Lando Norris was the only driver that wasn't a part of Red Bull, Ferrari or Mercedes to score a podium finish last season. Will, will that happen again, Kieran?
2: I think it's really difficult to tell. And I hope it's not the case. Like, I I think you could potentially be looking maybe the Alpines. Obviously, it depends. Like, until we see the cars, first race of the season, it's so hard to say anything like that. I can always see Ocon jumping up with a a surprise. Not a win, like in Hungary, but, you know, he, he was constantly around best of the rest other than Lando. So, I mean it it just depends what the alpines like it depends what every car is like but if i'm being completely honest and and getting rid of that fantasy side of the season being as interesting as possible if you would think anyone outside the top 6 drivers or top 3 teams is going to get a podium you'd be stupid not to go with lando so i i can i think the take is incredibly realistic i just hope it doesn't turn out to be that way
1: yeah, like general rule of thumb, you, you're probably going to need some shenanigans from the big six. Um, You need a crazy race. You probably need three or four of those big hitters to really hit trouble. Um, Or we just get a midfield car that is really, really bustedly good. And I, I think the former is more likely to happen than the latter. I would also say... I think McLaren are slipping in terms of overall performance a little bit. I would say that um, the way it's going right now, um, I think McLaren are still waiting for their new wind tunnel to be fully completed. I think they lost ground to Alpine this season. And I would say maybe even Aston Martin gained ground on that sort of midfield four, five, six team area towards the end of last season. So I don't think Lando will have it all his own way in the midfield next year. Um, I think there's a lot of cars that could either take Lando's performance away or potentially, and then this is a direct response to the take saying only, you could see maybe more than one car sneak a podium if we get more than one crazy race or that Alpine could potentially get into the top three. Um, So I would say on both sides of the aisle in terms of more than one driver or potentially zero drivers. I think that likelihood, I think, is stronger than just Lando being the only one to get a podium finish. What's
2: more Um, likely to you, Dre? Only Lando gets a podium finish or Fernando Alonso and an Aston Martin gets a podium finish next year?
1: A lot of that's going to boil down to... How well does Fernando adapt to this new car? Because look, I made no bones about it. Like Fernando Alonso, when I wrote about my top ten drivers of the year last year, Alonso was sixth. He was like the only guys that were above him were four of the big hitters, both Mercs. Um, obviously the Claire and Verstappen and Lando. Like, those were the only five guys I have had above Fernando. There's no getting around it. His season at Alpine last year was excellent. Like, he is every bit still a relevant top-name driver. Remember that. It becomes important later. Um, and, oh, no. And, uh, <laughs> look, his season was still really, really good. So, look, I wouldn't completely rule out the possibility of Alonso getting a podium in there. So, again, I think there's there's a lot of variables. And, again, we, we, we're 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 going to have to wait and see. Um, how that goes. But um, I think Lando just being the only one to be to be on the podium is a very specific sort of niche. And for that reason, I'm going to go two on this one. I, how do you feel about it, Kieran?
2: I'm going to go with a three just okay. because of the best of the rest, kind of excluding Fernando from this because it's a quantity we don't fully understand, like you say. Um, But Lando just has a way of doing remarkable things when circumstances aren't remarkable themselves. So of all the people you might expect to surprise you, which is a, I know it's an oxymoron, but Lando is that person. So yeah, I'll go three on that one.
1: OK, yeah, the chat went twos and threes for the most part. So, again, I think we're we're all roughly in the same sort of ballpark here on this one. Nice. But, uh, yeah, I, I think Lando specifically being the only one might be a bit too narrow a niche. I think there's a much greater chance of it being more or less than that, is, what, is how I, I'd wrap that up. Right, hot take number three. And this is a fun one. It's from Mr. Yoda Manel on Twitter. I think that's our, again, apologies in advance if I mispronounce any of these. Forgive me. I'm not great with words. Uh, Mr. Yoda Manel, who says, even though Red Bull said they wouldn't do this, Checo will fight with Max so much, brackets, either taking points off or crashing, that the team will bench Checo for Danny Rick. And I love who he puts at the end, I can hope, right? Mister um, Odoman, are you from are you from Australia by any chance? Just just, just asking uh, as a friend. Um, but yeah, one more time. Even though Red Bull said they wouldn't do this, Checo will fight with Max so much that the team will bench him for Daniel Ricciardo.
2: So Dre, can I just point out that we've talked about this before, and mm. that I have I have said this exact thing, but just for different reasons. Yes. So th- that makes it difficult for this take because I don't agree that they will be fighting on track. I don't agree that they will be crashing into each other. But I have said for a couple of months now, I think, I don't th- I don't see Checo making it through a whole season in 2023. And I've been laughed at. Um, I have been abused for this thinking. And I, look, I like a bold prediction. But if, if it's going even slightly wrong for Checo which I I can see it happening. We saw last year, he started off so strongly. When the car was adjusted for Max, Checo dropped off considerably. Like an incredible amount worse than he was at the beginning of the season. Are Red Bull going to try and balance the car for both drivers? Absolutely not. They are going to prioritise Max Verstappen every single time. I think we'll see more of a uh, drop-off with Checo. And we know how brutal Red Bull can be. If you're not getting results, they're not interested. In his first season, Checo... Took a while to warm up, but it was his first season. He wasn't doing terribly, so they gave him the chance. This season, he started very strongly and wasn't. it wasn't a poor season for him, obviously finishing P3, but it should have done better in that car. And I think if you've got Daniel Ricciardo on standby, you are so much more likely to make that bold decision mid-season because if it feels to you that that second seat is not providing you anything, put Danny in. Obviously, they care about him as a driver. They want to get his career back on track. And I know that wouldn't be a main driving force, but I, I could I could see them genuinely being the sort of teams to go, let's give him a chance to prove himself. I don't think he would get the seat permanently. Let me clarify. I don't think Daniel Ricciardo would be in a Red Bull in 2024, but give him this chance. And also just the merchandise from, from a business perspective. And I, Dre, you sort of said to me about the, the Mexico fan base being a huge one for merchandise sales, and I completely agree, but... They've all got their stuff halfway through the season, bringing a new range of Danny Rick stuff. I I, I can genuinely see this happening. And I hope it doesn't for Checo's sake, because I don't think he would deserve that. But I I fully think this is a realistic take. And I know you're about to disagree with me heavily.
1: I wholeheartedly disagree. Um, This is, I, I think this is people who want to see it happen. I think they want the happy ending for Daniel Ricciardo's career, given how bad the McLaren run was. Checo has got two more years on his contract. Checo was still pretty solid over the course of the season. He was third overall in the championship. He it was probably one lap away in Abu Dhabi from beating Leclerc and then having it be a one-two championship finish. Like, we've got to forget, he replaced Alex Albon, who was woeful in that second Red Bull seat. Like, Perez is, even at Perez's worst... He has given them way more than Alex Albon ever did in that Red Bull. But in a
2: car that can give way more.
1: Maybe so. And maybe, they, yeah, maybe that's a little bit of an exaggeration, given that the Red Bull is genuinely a stronger car. But, like, Daniel Ricciardo does not want to drive full-time at the moment. Like, that's the thing that people don't understand. He said himself... When he left M- McLaren and you know became Red Bull's third driver again, he was kind of fed up. He was mentally checking out of the sport. He didn't want to drive full time next year. Um, and I, I think being a third driver and not being required at every weekend is, I think, exactly what Ricardo wants to do right now. I don't think. Okay, maybe Checo would have to be horrendously bad for Red Bull to consider it. And I'm talking like Pierre Gasly bad when he was there. And I don't, and Checo is clearly better than that, even at the worst of what this Red Bull has been in the last season. If Red Bull is still the number one car in the field, I don't think Perez is going to be so far off the pace that they're going to consider dropping him. That's how I look at it.
2: Well, I mean, I completely take your point about the Daniel wants to take a year off. But to me, I read that more as, that's that is the length of time we talk about with formula one because it's very rarely mid season so you you sort of say if i'm not in the seat at the start of 23 then i'm probably not going to be in one for the rest of the year and i really struggle to believe that and look i think i'm a massive advocate for mental health i think he should take as much time as he needs in in the capacity a capacity that makes him thrive and makes him happy i think that's crucial but if that was to work in his first few months and he was starting to get settled down and happy and become the Daniel Ricciardo we know again, you can't tell me that you think he would turn down a potential seat in a race-winning car.
1: But does he really want to go back to what he was like, three he, or I, four I, I years ago? I can't see ago. any
2: way that he wouldn't do that.
1: Does and... like, he want to go back to what he was, when it was three or four years ago when he left Red Bull in the first place? Because the car was good it... back then too. Like, Obviously not as good as it is now but it was still good enough to win the occasional race. And let's not forget, Ricardo walked out of that environment in the first place. But
2: I think he has had enough experience in these last four years um, to understand and change perspective. I believe like the struggles he has had this last year. I think you would anyone experiencing in that would go, okay, maybe winning the odd race, isn't quite so bad. And Like, I I, I don't know. It's obviously full of hypotheticals or whatever. And I I don't think Sergio Perez is a bad driver at all. I'm not saying that, like, in the slightest. But because of my prediction that I think Mercedes will be pushing for constructors this year, I think if there's any chance of Red Bull's second driver slightly letting them down on that and making that way more of a fight than it feels it should be, I think they would pull the trigger on it. I genuinely do. It wasn't an issue this year, but I genuinely think they would consider doing that.
1: And I still don't think it will be an issue next year either. So I don't think this is ever going to be a possibility that's realistically on the table. I I, I think Perez is fine. I, I, I don't think there's any real concern over Perez's seat. Or I think maybe we want there to be more of a concern about Perez's seat. And maybe we're just thinking the worst of Red Bull as, a, as an outfit because, yes, they have been horribly ruthless before. And then it comes to how they've treated their drivers. But I don't think Perez is causing them enough of a problem for them to do that. Let's not forget... Regarding the team order scandal we just saw in Brazil, and that was the second to last race we've had. It wasn't Perez that was causing the issues. It was Verstappen that was causing the issues. Well, no, uh, but if the
2: issues originally stemmed from him crashing in Monaco deliberately, then it was Perez causing the issues. But do you actually believe that was a thing?
1: <sighs>
2: uh, we'll never know. it, But if Ralph Schumacher says it, then I, I'm fully behind
1: him. I, I, I disagree with that entirely. I don't think I don't. And think also, you'd...
2: in terms of contract length as well, yeah, he's got a long contract. But when was that contract signed?
1: After Monaco. After Monaco. And what has he
2: really done since then? Not Not, much. Not a major amount.
1: Not much, but third is still pretty solid. And he was up there with Leclerc. Now don't get me wrong, Leclerc had incidents this season. Probably not so much him, more Ferrari. But I think that's fine. He was three points off second. That's that's pretty good. But but my argument
2: would be he absolutely should solidly have been second in that car.
1: Maybe. Maybe. I, I, I I think... I think Charles is a very, very good racing driver, to be honest with you. I think that I think that plays a role in it too. A lot of back and forth on this one. I think we're gonna be at two different ends of the scale here. <laughs> what do you reckon, Kieran?
2: I'm gonna go four. I'm gonna back myself because that's what I thought would happen. So I'll go four.
1: One. Not happening. I think I'll Perez go five is...
2: then. I'll go five. I'm upgrading. <laughs>
1: <laughs> One. I I I just don't see it. I, I, I don't see them moving on from Perez. I just I just can't get there. I think Perez is a good team player. I think he's a good driver. And I don't I, and even if they did get rid of him. Like, why would you put Daniel Ricciardo in there when they've got they when they can take almost anyone else in the rest of the field? It's a championship level car. <laughs> like it's I think there's too much on the table for there Only. that would have to happen. For Ricardo to get the opportunity, but the, the, we all agree to disagree on this one.
2: That, that's our biggest disagreement so far. Yeah. On these hot take Wednesdays.
1: And I love it. I think, I think it's yeah. fascinating. I, oh, I, it's I...
2: my juices are flowing.
1: Oh, I love it. Love it. Right. Yeah. Take take number four. Uh <laughs> this is the one I might I might have mentioned earlier. It's from uh Skynex. Um at Skynex. Alonso is a current top three driver. It's that simple. <laughs> Fernando Alonso is a current top three driver. Where do we start with this one? <laughs> with
2: you, Trey? I'll let you take this one away.
1: <laughs> um <laughs> No, is the very short answer on this one. Look, I have made it abundantly clear over the years. if you know me well from other places, I am not a Fernando Alonso fan. Not particularly. I'm not a big fan of his. I respect him as a driver and I respect his career. I think he's a borderline top 10 driver of all time. Um but I there there's probably four or five drivers I would probably take over Fernando still right here and now. You if if I'm if I'm taking Max Verstappen, I'm taking Lewis Hamilton and I'm taking Charles Leclerc. I think those are the three best drivers in Formula 1 right now, in any order you feel fits. I would probably put Leclerc as the solid three, and then I think you can have a debate about Hamilton or Verstappen, personally. I think those three are the three best dudes in the sport. I think the next tier of Norris, Russell, Signs, maybe Checo, I'd throw in there. And I think you might, at the upper end of Alonso, put him in that discussion with guys that are, you know, maybe top six or seven is what I would say. But I would certainly not take him over any of the big three of Hamilton, Verstappen, and Leclerc, in my humble opinion. So that's how I feel about it. What do you reckon, Kieran? So in my
2: head, I'll tell you what place I went through there, Dre. I closed my eyes. Mm -hmm. I embraced the darkness. And I imagined a world where we've got the fastest car on the grid and I can put two people in it. Max Verstappen goes in it. Yes. He goes in that car and wins.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I put Lewis Hamilton in that car. I think Verstappen wins at the mm-hmm. moment. Yeah. I take Verstappen out and I put Alonso in with Hamilton. That becomes more difficult for me.
1: Team, I... Team D-Boots would be fun though, wouldn't I? Oh, it'd be <laughs> fan- absolutely fantastic.
2: <laughs> I. You see, I mean... ah. Uh... Can I see a world in which Alonso, over a season in the same machinery, could beat Hamilton? Could beat Leclerc? Could beat? Sa- I think he beat Signs. I think maybe not Russell. I I I think he's got a lot in him, and it, it's such a shame that we're seeing him. And it's just it's such a shame that this is how Formula One works, where you can't judge how good a driver is or how impressive they are being just because of the machinery they're in. Absolutely. But he is a... I wouldn't rate him in my top three drivers of last season. No. But if everyone was in the same machinery, he'd be pushing it. He Maybe, okay, he wouldn't be top three, but he'd be very close to that for me. But again, that's purely off the speculation of, well, if he was in a car that could do this and the engine wasn't conking out and he wasn't fighting with his teammate. But I think he's much closer to that top three than I might have thought when I heard that take for me.
1: I can't get there. I, I just can't get there. And look, you're at, you make a very fair point. This is a game of engineering first and driving talent, I'd argue, second. And like Alonso could very well still be a top three driver, but we would have very little to go on because the last time Alonso had a car to potentially justify... That level of praise was probably 10 years ago. Like 2012, 2013, when he had a Ferrari that was capable of maybe winning the title maybe not quite where Vettel was at Red Bull at the time but certainly a car where he could challenge for wins and I remember growing up as a younger F1 fan on social media and back then it was Alonso or Hamilton as who was the pound for pound king in Formula One and Vettel was third in that sort of discussion because people didn't take Vettel seriously because of the car he was in so you're absolutely right in that It's it's very hard. I mean, this this is always going to be the problem with evaluating driving talent is because you are to a degree handcuffed to your car. If you put Lewis Hamilton in a Williams right now, he will still probably finish 11th or 12th most weekends, even though we are pretty sure he's at worst like a top three driver of all time, probably number one, certainly top one or two right now is what I would say. And that's the problem with going back and forth in terms of evaluating drivers because you're the car you're in defines you more than who you are as a driver. Um, but they've they, the, the big three in my head of Hamilton, Verstappen, Alonso are established big-name players. They've proven how good they are in championship-level machinery over the last two or three years. Um, and like I, I can't... you made a
2: Freudian you made a Freudian slip there but I'm not going to correct you
1: <laughs> I'm sure I'll get that on Twitter later um, I'm, I'm, I'm sure I'm sure
2: people will watch I, I, I'll about. help you out you did just say um, Verstappen Hamilton and Alonso
1: the oh. top 3 Okay yeah I, I was meant to say the club. <laughs> my, my my apologies um, but uh, yes like I'm I'm glad you corrected me on that mm-hmm. but um that's the problem it's like it's it's hard you could still think that Alonso is good enough to be in the top 3 But there's very little to prove that evidence besides moving goalposts. And the last time he had a car that could really prove it was 10 years ago. And that's where I draw the line on that because unfortunately, the sport moves on. Talent goes up and down the field. New guys come in, other guys come out. It makes evaluating talent really, really hard. Um, So I can't get there with Alonso in the top three, even if I was giving Alonso every benefit of the doubt At best, I'm putting him fourth. So, and the answer is and the question is, is Alonso a top three driver? And in my opinion, he's not. So, I'm going to have to go one on this one because I wouldn't have him in the top three, four, probably even five. I think at the very best, you're arguing maybe in the top five. And I think he's a little bit below that for me. So, how do you feel about it, Kieran?
2: I'm feeling like a 2.5, but I I can't do that for the sanctity of the scale. (laughs) So I'll I'll go two. I'll go two.
1: Okay. Okay. I mean, there was a lot of ones in the chat on that one. There's a lot of ones, a lot of twos, a couple of minus twos. Oh God, you guys were savages. Um, But I I don't think it's that indisputable, but I can't get there personally. So I I would agree. I think it's going to be a a two on that one. Um, I would have Alonso probably top seven,
0: That's managementconcepts.com.
1: Can't get there to free is what I would say. Right. Take number five. It is from uh, Ankiff Nair. Ankiff says, Charles Leclerc will not win a championship with Ferrari, but with Mercedes if he is hired as Lewis's replacement post-retirement. So Charles Leclerc will not win a championship with Ferrari, but he will with Mercedes if he's Hamilton's replacement. This is a this is a fun one.
2: I mean, there's a lot of elements to this, aren't there? Mm. Um, I'm going to say something very probably annoying to a lot of people, and obviously under the previous regime, this would have been considered sacrilege. I don't think he'll ever win a world championship. Wow. I, I can't see it. Even if he was at Mercedes, at Ferrari, I just don't think he's a finished article. A lot of people seem to think he is. You're that um, down on Charles? I'm not, I'm not down on him. It's, it's not down really? on someone. To say, I don't think you're going to be a world champion. Because over the next few years, I don't see anyone beating Verstappen over the next few years. Okay. Then you've got to bring into account all of the new drivers who will come in in that time period. And you never know, someone can just hit the ground running, find a perfect rhythm. And you've got someone like Lando, who is someone I see as a future world champion. I think the timing will be right for him and I hope he makes the right career moves to make that happen. George, I can see being a world champion. Charles, I just can't really see it. I, 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 I don't know. Maybe it is... Look, I'm happy to admit recency bias on this and that includes the 2022 season and Ferrari's mistakes. And I get that. And I get that part of the question saying, I don't think he'll win one with Ferrari. But... I I I don't believe that the only reason he didn't win this year was because of Ferrari. I I I think he's I I I don't know. I think he's a very good driver. But I think he's maybe always destined to be the bridesmaid rather than the bride. I I there's just something about it. I can't picture him with a world championship trophy in hand and I don't know why that is. I don't know why that is. But um and I, I can't see him at Mercedes either. I can't see that happening. Okay. Um but that's, I i think that's a much lesser point than everything I've just said. So I'll let you come back on on my um, sacrilege there.
1: I think Charles Leclerc is an incredible driver. I think Charles, no, I think I do. I think Charles but, Leclerc is a top three driver on the planet. I think that, I think there is not a lot he can't do in an F1 car. And I think that. I think the biggest issue with Charles Leclerc is that he's gone to a Ferrari team that is largely incompetent. And I think that's the biggest hurdle that Charles Leclerc is going to face between him and a world championship. I think the talent of Leclerc is not the issue. I think he's an exceptional talent. I think he's incredibly fast. I think if you give him a car that works, I think he can challenge anyone anywhere in the world on their day, anywhere. Like, I, f- I don't think he has this choking problem that some people think he has. Um, I think that's largely exaggerated. I think, yes, he can make the odd mistake here and there, but I think it's one or two a year. And I think you can live with that most of the time. Um, the way the sport is almost everybody has two or three. You know, bad results a, a, a year, no matter what happens. A, a car could blow up, someone hits you, mitigating circuit. There's a lot of them that can happen in Formula One. So I don't think that's anywhere near as big an issue as people think it is. Um, the only question that's stopping me going really, really high on the scale here is Charles Leclerc's loyalty. Is Leclerc a Ferrari lifer? That's going to be the question, because he he signed a five-year deal with this Ferrari team. And I think he's got at least two more years of that left. I think it's two or three. Not 100% sure on that and one. And
2: with Fred there now as well?
1: Is Fred going to turn them around? I don't know. I Look, I like Fred Vassa as a team boss, but there are a lot of issues operationally at that Ferrari team right now. Is... Is this in spite of that, is that enough to make for Charles Leclerc want to stick around? That's gonna be the question mark. I think Mercedes generally is a better run team than Ferrari. And Mercedes have got a proven track record of success and victories. And they I'd argue they have the most balanced driver lineup in Formula One as well, right now, of Hamilton and Russell. I think if the car is up to snuff, Mercedes will I, I have a lot less question marks about Mercedes being able to challenge. Um, and I think the club will only get better. We forget Charles is still only twenty-five. He's he's, he's still relatively young in in F one system as well. I think he's got another ten years easily if he wants it, and he's proven he's a top-level driver. He's not going to sink back into the midfield again. He's too good. He's too good for that. I think the time will come with Charles at some point, and the only thing that's stopping me from going four or five on this. Is will he stick around with Ferrari? I don't know, because I know there's a lot of emotional connection with Charles and Ferrari, obviously with Jules, obviously with his loyalty to the brand, his passion for Ferrari. He loves Ferrari. I don't know if that would be too difficult for him to step away from. That's that's what I don't know. Like that's the thing that's that I'm thinking about that might stop me from going really, really high on the scale here. Because I think the talent is more than there. I think he absolutely can win a world title in, in the right equipment. It's just, so, is he loyal to I'll tell to you what I think
2: it is. I'll tell you what no. I think it is. And the reason that I couldn't think of why I didn't think so. I don't see aggression in him. I don't see, you know, a Schumacher, the way he would approach a title race, and he would do anything to win. We see Verstappen, who will... A t- well, I mean he's calmed down now because he's not needed to be as aggressive but he would go for any any turn any corner he would try and beat anyone and Charles I, I, he's just a, I, th- I think he's one of my favorite people in formula 1 I just don't see that winning mentality in him I I don't see the aggression that I think you need to win a formula 1 world championship over the course of a season I think he can have very strong seasons but I don't think he has that constant desire to just beat everyone that is going to drive him on.
1: Did Did you see his reaction when he crashed in France? Did you see his reaction? Well, when who, he, it... who,
2: was he, who was he angry towards?
1: His team. You know, like...
2: it was, it was to himself. Yeah, exactly. was... like Most of his reactions this year have been self-confidence battering moments.
1: Or how about Monaco? It... Or how about the, the one-on-ones he had with Max Verstappen in Jeddah and in Bahrain? Like Bahrain, he came out on top of Max in that fight. And Saudi Arabia... He was as aggressive as, as I've ever seen him drive an F one car. Yes, he lost out in the end narrowly by about three car lengths in the end. But this whole talk about he, he needs this aggression or this killer instinct, I I think that's already there. Um, what? Well, it, but
2: it's it's proving my point that he showed it in limited parts of the season, and then it just disappeared. Yeah, and it, then it Ferrari became because well,
1: Ferrari weren't well competitive in the second half of the season. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the first half of the season, you've got a point but i've saw enough from charles for me to think that he absolutely is prepared to use his car as a weapon in some cases he, i i think he's got no problem drifting into that aggressive side of or maybe the dark arts of 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 racecraft so to speak that we've seen max tap into on numerous occasions. I don't think that's an issue for Charles. I think like I said, I have no issue with Charles's talent whatsoever as a driver. I think he has all the materials to win a title. I think the issue is his loyalty. That's the only thing that stopping me from going five on this take, but I will go four on this one. Cause I think, I think Merckx are a better run team. I think if Ferrari keep on this trend, which I think is a bit more likely than they are that they turn it around because let's not forget Ferrari's not won a major title in 15 years right their last major title was the constructors in 08 right that's the last major title that Ferrari's won I am much more inclined to believe that Ferrari will will stink up the joint enough that it'll push Charles out the door which would be a darn shame because they've had a who's who of world-class talent in the last decade. Kimi Räikkönen, Sebastian Vettel, Fernando Alonso, Felipe Massa pre-accident. They've had the best drivers in the world, and none of them have been able to win. At some point, you've got to think maybe Ferrari's the problem rather than the drivers. So I'm going to go four on this one. What do you reckon, Kieran?
2: I've got to, I've got to back myself. In that Because I don't see him winning a world championship, I've got to go one. Wow. Yeah
1: i think you're, people I think are
2: gonna be furious people are gonna be i've got covid i'm riddled with covid i'm not thinking properly I, I, i've I'll... also just realized how pale i look um <laughs> i i really look washed out today sorry can... <laughs>
1: <laughs> we're not judging we we, we yeah. understand but no i i I, th- I think it's for i think are you angry at me dre no not at all like i it's more fun when we don't agree because I is like chat,
2: is, is chat angry at me.
1: No, no, I I, I think that I, I I do like. Someone said that say you woke up and chose violence.
2: <laughs> yeah, but um, I it was that it's actually Lemsip Ultra to get me through the day.
1: I I I think part of that is also the fact that the clerk has not been in a title fight really. That's gone mm. the whole year yet. I think we could easily see a different side of him if Ferrari has a car that is genuinely competitive down the stretch, mm. which he hasn't had yet. Maybe next year will be the year. Who knows? But uh, I think there's a lot to Charles Leclerc that we haven't seen yet. And I think part of that, I don't think that's on him per se. I think that's on the the overall mitigating circumstances um, that, that go with being in that seat. Mm. Um, okay, so let's go to take number six. This is an interesting one this is another well this, this leans in quite nicely into actually our last one it's uh from uh it's a skinny woo i believe that's how it's pronounced again forgive me if i got that wrong it says excluding the already crowned world champions george russell and charles Leclerc are the only drivers on this year's grid who will retire with a championship to their name
2: well, I mean, I can't really say anything here, can I? <laughs> I've, got, I've got to say one again.
1: Well, you you got you got to throw George in there as well. But yeah, it's so. I run one more time, excluding the already crown champs. Russell and the Clerk are the only drivers on the grid that will retire with a championship. So this is an interesting one. So in other words, you're like Skillru is, is basically saying that he thinks that only Russell and the Clerk have. Everybody left will win a title before it's all said and done um that's interesting there's there's a lot of layers to this take and that's what i find fascinating and i think this is this is one i think that could easily split the room here i would say the sport is in an interesting place i think that lando norris is someone that i would also consider as a potentially viable name that could win a title um Again, similar to Leclerc, I think he might be too loyal to McLaren for his own good. He, he like Christian Horner, if you take his word for it, has talked to him about the possibility of driving for Red Bull. But look, that Lando has signed these big old contract extensions every time it's come up. I, mean, I think he signed a three-year deal to stay at McLaren last year. So... Looking at the twenty twenty three grid, Norris is the big outlier, and then there's also the other end of the scale, i.e., will Russell and Leclerc even win a title in the first place? Because, because Kieran, we, we've already said your piece about how you think Leclerc will never win a title. Do you agree with that with George Russell as well?
2: I think Russell will win a title. I, I'm I, my initial thought to that take is if you replace Leclerc with Norris, I would agree.
1: So can so. Here's a question for you. Why do you, why are you so sure that Russell will win a title and the club won't? That's
2: an excellent question. And I thank you for asking it. Um it's it's just a feeling, but all of this, all that we can say on this is it's just a feeling. That we can't really base it in evidence that much because all the evidence we have is of those two drivers not winning titles. Okay. So you've got you've got to look forward and what you see in drivers. I think Right, I look at Mercedes. Who's much more likely to be pushing towards the top of the grid the next few years, as in like front one and twos consistently? Is it Ferrari or is it Mercedes? I would say it's more likely to be Mercedes. Yeah, that's fine. Um, Ferrari got a lot of problems. Do I think Russell will beat Hamilton again this season? Yes, I do. I think he is going to get better and better. I think Hamilton, I don't think Hamilton's finished by any sense, but I, I can't see him being around that much longer in the sport. And then obviously it would depend who comes into that seat. But I, I just think the rate of going from that Williams, a Williams that he'd already done miracle work in, to then going to Mercedes in your first season, or almost, almost win his first race in the Mercedes when he had to sub in, but going into his first season, getting his first win in a car that really shouldn't have warranted it at any point, consistently being in the top performing drivers, like... I think he went massively under the radar just in large parts of the season just because of how consistent he was being. And look, I have issues with Russell. I think he is – I don't think he's a finished product by any sense. I think he's a messy driver at times. I don't like his attitude when he causes incidents. But you take the personal out of racing, and I just see a winner there. What I'm talking about in what I don't see in Shaw, which is maybe an aggression and just – we'll do anything to win. I can imagine George Russell doing anything to win a race absolutely anything so and but weirdly lando who i think will be the other person on the grid who will win a world championship i don't see that in either but it's weird lando just seems to have this boyish carefree attitude that somehow just delivers like he's doesn't he's not an overly aggressive person he's always cheery and you know he's always entertaining but there's something that comes with that carefree attitude that's kind of like, oh, well, he'll just go and do what he does consistently. He just goes and races. So I, I I can't give you facts as to why I think Russell over Leclerc. It's just a feeling I have.
1: Okay, interesting. I'll tell you how I look at it. I think Russell, Leclerc, and Norris, I think, are all in similar ballparks in terms of raw talent. I think they are exceptional talents. I think they are A-grade level prospects. When they came into F1, I saw I was watching I watched all of them when they were in Formula Two. And I were like, these guys are the real deal. Like from day one. Like I thought Russell, Norris, Leclerc, all showed that they could be future world champions from the time they were teenagers. Um again, the politics of racing, you can end up in different spots. Um, and we all know that plays a huge role in deciding drivers' destinies and their futures. Um, you know, I it's, it's hard, but everything I've seen from the three of them suggests that they could win a title, and the main hurdle for that I think is going to be Max because I think he's in a similar age bracket at 24, 25, and he's in a championship-winning car right here and now. And that is going to be a huge hurdle because the two years that Max has had a title winning car, he's won the title both times. And that's going to be a hard thing to get over. But again, we don't know how the politics of the field could shake out. I think Russell and Leclerc have got plenty of time to win titles. I think, I think they could both do it. But because I could also see Lando Norris doing it, I could also maybe even see Oscar Piastri in that ballpark one day as well. I think winning three junior titles in a row as a youngster is an incredible feat that not many people do. Went Formula Renault, Formula 3, Formula 2, all his rookie seasons, won titles in all three of them. He could easily be a guy that could surprise a lot of people very quickly. Even Carlos Sainz and his level of consistency is the sort of thing where I think if he had a card that was number one quality, I think he could win a title over a season if the circumstances are a little kinder towards him. Whether he gets over Charles is a different matter entirely because Charles is good, but Signs is 1-1 and against him as teammates in the two years they've been together. So you could go either way on this. Um, with that in mind, three. I'm kind of on the fence on this one because I think Leclerc can win a title, I think George Russell absolutely can win a title, but because I think there's other people that could also potentially win a title I'm going to go I'm I'm on the fence. I'm in the middle on that one is what I would say. What do you think Aaron?
2: Well, I feel like I've morally got to go one again because if I don't agree that Leclerc will win a title then I got it's got to be one. I'm very sorry. I'm making a lot of enemies today.
1: I I respect your boldness. Matt's
2: gone, everyone. Matt's <laughs> gone.
1: Uh, I, I, I respect your boldness. I'll give you that much, even if I thoroughly disagree with you. Um, unless,
2: unless I end up playing Formula 1 with Shaw next year, and then in which case, yeah, absolutely, I'll win the title. Yeah, oh, no yeah,
1: problem. 100%. 100%. Uh, let's get into take number seven. And this is, again, this plays into things quite nicely. Um, This is from uh, Ryan and a bunch of numbers uh, at the end of his username. uh, 322. You you, You go the rest. Max Verstappen will retire from F1 before he turns 30, wanting to try different racing formats like endurance racing while he's still in his prime. So Verstappen retiring for other disciplines of motorsport before he turns 30. This is an interesting one. This...
2: So I mean, to... he's, sort of, he's sort of hinted at that, hasn't he? I mean, maybe he's not given an exact age, but he's not going to be around forever. But I would say, if we're going to see a period of Verstappen dominance, which, I mean, I certainly think the next few years are going to be Verstappen wins. I think maybe with reg changes, you know, they can always... Freshen up the field so maybe 26 be a bit different. But I would say that if he was within shot of the seven world titles or eight world titles, he would do a Lewis and want to stick around to try and make that happen. But I can't see him that would require him winning every season, wouldn't it? More years.
1: 2023 20, yeah. I, mean, I think he's 26 i
2: think he would be, th- he, he would be 30 on that 7th win i think
1: i believe so yes 30 31 um i, I think on i think 30 i'll tell you how mm. i feel about it um i think this is the like i i've have seen his comments talk about wanting to try a series and that he potentially could retire young I think this is one of those things that racing drivers who are in a good place uh, say to themselves a lot. Um, I remember Sebastian Vettel was in the exact same ball camp when he was winning at Red Bull. I I, I distinctively remember him saying that he wanted to retire at 30, 31, drive off into the sunset and, you know, go off and do his own thing. He ended up sticking around till he was 35. The allure of this sport is very hard to walk away from. Entirely, you've seen Fernando Alonso go off and try and get the triple crown, that didn't quite work out for him. Um, you know, Vettel ended up going way longer than, he, than even he thought he was going to go to. Um, I think Max's current contract goes until he's 30 to 31 years old, anyway, because I think he's still got f- three or four years left on his current deal. So, would he walk away from a guaranteed contract with maybe six or seven world titles? um if that was enough for him like i don't know how much of uh, i some not every driver is one of these people that are motivated by records like a james hunt for example someone who was more than content with one. Um, not everybody is this hardcore, determined, I'm going to break every record guy. I'm going to dominate every record guy. Um, and yeah, like Max does have outside interest. He's a very keen sim racer. He We, we all saw him. We probably saw him on social media the last couple of weeks talking about the Le Mans virtual that didn't work out for him and having a bit of a hissy fit about that. So, you know, he's a passionate sim racer. He's clearly got, passions elsewhere I I could see him trying Lamon at some point or another um and go down the sports car road maybe one day but I don't I think it's hard to walk away from this sport at the best of times let alone at age 30 when he's in his prime maybe if he was if the number said 35 on the take I would say yeah I'd say you're right on I think that I think that's certainly a possibility I think 30's too young I I, I can't see him. Do it was like Rosberg retired at 31 and Rosberg was clearly the sort of guy that wasn't motivated to break every record. He was like, I'm going to go all in to win this title in 2016, won the title. There's nothing more I can give. I'm going to go home and be a family man like dial from street fighter. So I, I don't think 30, I think 30 is too young. I can't see it personally. I mean, again, Kieran, how do you feel about that? Yeah.
2: It's. I mean, I could potentially see him retire and then coming back. You know that, like yeah. you say, with Alonso or Eriksen. Um, I. It depends. I. I think he could be. If he wanted to, he could end up being the most decorated Formula One driver in history. Um, it's obviously it's very early to say that, but like I say, next two three years, I can only see him winning. And if you were to win five titles in a row, say. It's very hard to then not become about the numbers and that little that target, but then again, he seems very self assured, very confident um, in his own beliefs and what he wants to do. So, I, I it's it's a it's a middle of the road take for me. I think I think I'm going to have to go with the three because I I can I can genuinely see him pushing as long as he can and winning as much as he can, or I can see him just going, yeah, I've had my fill. Let's go do other things and have fun. So yeah I'll go three
1: i'll I'll go a little lower. I'm gonna go two on this one. I think I think thirty will come and go very quickly before before he knows it he'll be thirty years old, and I think you'll still be in a car that's probably good enough to win a title um he'll be right on top of the new regulation changes. I think he could easily have another two world titles under his belt by then by then at least, and again, I think if you're in that position, you know best car in the field, you know arguably best driver in the world. That's a hard thing to walk away from in, a, in in your prime at 29 years old. I think that I, I just can't get there with him doing that. I I, I just can't see it personally. Um, there's every possibility he still might, again, something might happen. Red Bull might sink down the field that maybe that changes his motivation. Who so you know, but from what I know of Max, I think it's more going to be like a mid thirties sort of Vettel or Alonso sort of pseudo retirement, maybe than a, 29 or a 31, like a Rossberg in his prime sort of retirement, personally. So I'm gonna go two on this one. I don't strongly disagree with it. I think there's always an outlier chance or a punches chance on something like that. But I, I wouldn't go all the way with that one personally. I, I would say two on that one. I think it's unlikely that he he retires so early. I think it's 30 is just so young for F1 if you especially if you're an established player. Um I think just it's just too young for me personally. Right, take number eight. <laughs> Mini addict one. This is this is this is going to be. A, I think this this one might be a quick turnaround here. Okay. Um, Pierre Gasly will win twice in twenty twenty three. No. <laughs> I mean,
2: that, like, oh, I, if you're a Pierre Gasly fan, whoever sent that in, what was the name again?
1: Mini addict one.
2: Look, I wish you nothing but the best, and I really admire your optimism. And look, it's something I could do within life you know, sort of looking at the bright side of things and hoping for the best. But there's absolutely no chance that's going to happen. And I'm very sorry. Um, I don't have much more to say on that, I don't think.
1: This might be the fastest take we have ever got through on this Hmm. program since Take It Over. Um, No, is my short answer to this one. Ferrari, Red Bull, Mercedes are all definitely better. There's six cars in front of you where you're going to need a major shenanigans. Even if we give Alpine the benefit of the doubt, and say they're the fourth best car in the field right now, maybe ahead of McLaren, Aston Martin, Alfa Romeo, et cetera, and they're the best in the midfield. It's not like they're close to the big three. They are a distant fourth compared to the big three. And then there's just too many cars in front of them that would all have to have shenanigans and have a bad day for for an Alpine to win. And I think
2: Ocon would be the more likely driver to win as well. I would suggest.
1: I agree that Ocon would be more likely to. And hey, like, that's for that to happen once. Yeah. That's to happen twice for this take to hold up. So if it was Gasly will win a race and it was one race, I might be tempted to go two because we have seen this happen. We saw Restabat Ocon winning Hungary. And look, that was a crazy race where Valtteri Bottas turned into a bowling ball. Um, but twice? Mm -mm. I I, know I can't get there that's a one that is a strong one as far as I'm concerned and I think you're in full agreement Cameron oh yeah yeah I, I will happily do a shoey on the on on a, live on a show if Gasly wins twice this season. You can you can and I'll
2: I'll then do one out of Dre's shoe afterwards.
1: You can clip that one. We'll film it in the <laughs> office. Um if if that were to happen, because I am very confident that Pierre Gasly is not winning twice this year. Once alone would be would be a, a hot take. That is scorching. That is a surface of the sun level takes on that one. Like one is mad, but two.
2: That's someone who's been on an alcohol binge for w- a week, sending that take in. I think, <laughs> sort of like, oh, wouldn't it? It'd be great, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. That was it, my impression. It, it would, impression.
1: it would be great. It would be for great drama, but uh, I, I can't get there on that one. No. Take number nine. Oh, this is it. Again, remember I said this was going to be a world champion flavor of show. Right. Um, th- this is going to be another fun one for you. It was from Jay Eastman ninety eight, who says, and this is a fun one, given what we said earlier. Carlos Sainz will never be world champion.
2: Oh, 100% agree. Yeah, 100%. Correct. <laughs> God, it, it's really nice. Like, I was thinking this is going on for quite a while. So it's really nice to have two. We could just say no, yes, sorted. Um, no debate on this. Can't see any comeback from Dre on this. So, yeah, I'm happy to cement that um, as a 100% correct take. Well done.
1: <laughs> I like Carlos Sainz more than most people do as a driver I've I've batted for him when he was at Toro Rosso back in the day I've always said that I think Carlos Sainz is I think a very good driver and I'm glad that I'm I'm glad that he's in a top seat because I think he's always been worthy of at least that in F1 and I'm glad he's got one last season didn't do much for me to think that Sainz will ever actually win one of these like I mean he's got one career win to his name I mean turning that into a world title is he'd have to be winning at least six or seven over a season depends how competitive the field is below him like you're just it's a big leap like it's like when Nico Rosberg won his world title he went from a five or six win guy to nine when he won the title that's the sort of win count you're looking at as a rough ballpark figure to start talking about being a title contender. Um I like Carlos. I do. I don't think he's better than Charles. I don't think he's better than Max. I don't think he's better to, you know, than, than Hamilton. I think I'm not even sure he's as good as George Russell at this point in time. So I can't get there. I, it wouldn't surprise me at all if signs would never win a world title. Um, I'm going to go four on this one. Um, I can't quite go all the way because he isn't a good car. You never know. That's half the barrel in F1. He has beaten Charles before. I don't think it's a complete, you know, completely cold take, but four for me on this one. What do you reckon, Kieran? Well,
2: I would say a four, but the COVID inside me wants to say five. So I'll go with that, number five.
1: Five, yeah. So yeah, we we we've. I saw a lot of fives in the chat as well. To be fair, like I think I think that's the most universal amount of fives. Yeah, I, I've, just, I've seen in the Just chat. to
2: clarify my blunt, bluntness as well, I also think he's a very good driver. I just don't think world championship.
1: Yeah, I, like I said, he's in that second <clears> tier for <throat> me. He's in that Russell Checo. Um, that's you know, that, that Alonso sort of second tier of good, ve- good to very good drivers, but I don't think it'll win you a title. Um, and, and that's okay, most people can't. You, you like signs will have a great career, and, and there is no shame in retiring from F10 race. When you're already above 99% of drivers in F1 history, if you've even got one win to your name yeah. and you've been and like, he's in, got, and you've got
2: been, a lot of money, yeah, he's you know, got l- lovely hair. I'm yeah. sure he gets all of the attention from the ladies, so just enjoy it, Carlos. Have a nice time.
1: Sure, he makes lots of money. He can say to anybody he drives a Ferrari, and that is already cooler than ninety-nine percent of people on the planet. I think he'll yeah. be. I think he'll be fine, personally. Um, final take of the episode, folks. Take number ten, the last one on this one, and. Wow! Again, it go again. It leans back in a little bit in towards what we've had earlier, but I, I quite think this is an interesting. One It's from uh, Weasley Row, Row, Weasley Rowan. Yes, Weasley Rowan. Yes, um, who says George Russell won't be the next Merck's world champion? Whoever replaces Lewis when he retires will be. Ooh, how we're we're putting Kieran to the test here.
2: Because he's added, and bit... I remember everything I've said all all this episode.
1: <laughs> this is this is. I'm going to sit back, put my arms above my head here, and I'm going to watch, Kieran like pogo stick through a minefield. Given how the last hour has gone, <laughs> and see if he can juggle this okay. one. Because I think this one could easily split a few people.
2: Lewis I... Hamilton retires. Lando Norris takes a seat at Mercedes.
1: Does Norris beat him?
2: Lando Norris wins a world championship and then the next year george russell wins the world championship meaning that everything else i've said this episode stays um perfectly correct and above board <laughs> i look i i think it would be a fascinating race between russell and lando if they were in equal machinery mhm i would like to see it i personally see lando as maybe more of a red bull driver than a mercedes but i mean but yeah, anything can change in a matter of years. And obviously he's got his contract with McLaren. I, I think they are two of the most naturally talented racers in the sport at the moment. And I think it would be one hell of a fight, but I think you, one thing you could guarantee is if Lando went to Mercedes, a huge period of Mercedes dominance, because you've got to assume for Lando to go to Mercedes, they, they're back up at the top or fight in Red Bull fairly equally. You'd think what a team that would be. I mean, like it is now. To be fair, Hamilton and Russell, an incredible team. Norris and Russell, very different dynamic. But I would, I would love to see it, and I could see them both getting championships in that setup. Personally, um,
1: it depends who the replacement is. I mean, I think you're right, Reesley. I think Lando is probably favourite to replace Hamilton. If we, if I was a betting man right now, I uh, I would say that L- Norris is probably the favourite. Um, Merks you know, I think have always spoken very highly of Lando. I know Hamilton has spoken very highly of Lando. Um, if he had some sort of influence like that, like Sir Alex Ferguson did at United, although... <laughs> which it, went so well. Which went so well when he picked David Moyes, um, <laughs> etc. But I think Hamilton's probably a better eye for talent than, uh, than Sir Alex was at, at finding his replacement, shall we speak. But I think they've always spoken highly of Lando. I think he's a fantastic driver. I said it earlier on this show. I think he's a borderline top five level talent. I think he's quite close to where George is. It would be a fascinating matchup if they were together in the same car. I would love to see... How that would play out. Um, so yeah, I think Lando could easily be the next guy um in that Mercedes seat. I don't see anyone else in the midfield that would leap off the page so much that Merck's had to go get him. Um, I think he's a proven front runner, Lando, if the opportunity is there. So the question then remains: if it is Lando, does he leap over George Russell in the queue? And well, Russell would have more experience in the setup. I think Russell has proven that he can race at the highest level. I think I don't think he could have gotten much more out of the Mercedes when he's tried for most of the year. I think Hamilton maybe still has a little bit more upside, um, especially in the back half of the year when Merckx weren't having quite so many problems. Um, so I think George is good enough to lead that team in the future. <laughs> I'm going to do something controversial here. I'm going to ask for two different ratings here. I'm going to say, Kieran, what would your number be if it is Lando Norris? And what would your number be if it isn't Lando Norris?
2: What? So if it wasn't Lando Norris, it's just another driver is going to win a a world championship in a Mercedes before Russell. Yes. One for that.
1: And if it is Lando?
2: Uh, uh, Four came to head. My head. I uh, wait. No, no, no. no. Ah, three, 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 three feels good. Okay. Yeah.
1: I'm going to say if it's anyone but Lando, I would say two because I think George is good enough to lead that team to a title against most of the field. I would go, I would up that to a three if it was Lando specifically because I think Lando would have a chance of beating George Russell but I would still probably take George over Lando if it was those two competing for a championship right here and now is what is how I would look at it. I thought I'd split it up a little bit to make it a bit more interesting because it's, it's again it's a take with layers and I like those so Absolutely. great great take Weasley if I do say it's, it's one that's definitely got us talking on this one so I would say two if it was anyone but Lando Norris I would up it to three If it is him but I would still probably Take George in most Scenarios unless something really Funky happens you get Max In a Mercs or Charles in a Mercedes like Or pen comes back no, stop! Um, f- like that—that's that, that about, about the same as a meteor landing on my driveway. That's just not happening. But um, I think it's a very, very interesting perspective on things. But uh, yeah, I—I I, I that's a fascinating take, and yeah, a great set if I do say so myself. So, well done, Hannah, for picking them. Um, I, if, if I do say so myself, a lot of back and forth, a lot of disagreement on this one. I thought was quite interesting. But uh,
2: it got fruity. It got fruity.
1: Absolutely. It um, did. <laughs> Uh, absolutely so we we, we we like that and uh <laughs> yeah hope you guys enjoyed the show that was hot takes wednesday with me dre and kieran uh we'll be back a little bit later on in the week as well with all of us hopefully um, on the show to uh meet the team and hopefully you get to know us a little bit better with a bunch of questions that you have posed to us. Um, so, yeah. And then you
2: can attack us a lot more personally.
1: Oh, in the yeah. Comments. We're giving you yeah. all the ammunition you could possibly <laughs> hope for. So hopefully you'll enjoy that. But, Although uh, I think
2: I'd, I've done enough of that in this podcast alone, to be honest.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't envy your inbox after this, I, I, <laughs> I, I would say. But uh, until then, I've been Dre Harris and they've been Kieran Oaks. Um, until next time, thanks for listening. It's like Arrow, Bye